Welcome, everybody, to Talking Fates, the Star Wars podcast where we discuss another Star Wars podcast, specifically Duel of the Fates, a podcast in nine parts based on the alleged Derek Connolly, Colin Trevorrow draft of the Star Wars Episode Nine script. I'm John Murray, co-host of Star Wars TV Talk, along with my TV Talk cohort, Zach Logan, and we are joined this week by Duel of the Fates voice talent, Adriana Prosser, who plays General Leia in the seventh episode of the limited run nine installment podcast. All right, Zach, take it away. Well, we are super excited to be joined by the voice of Leia. Adriana, how are you doing? I am doing great. How are you? We are doing quite well. I'm going to go ahead and speak for John as well on this one, <laughs> but uh, it has been a delight to listen to this audio drama and also to see what could have been uh, with our general princess, Leia, if she were still with us. So Heartbreaking. It was a uh, really great time just to see how much she had to do in these early drafts. But yeah, it's been so fun. So thank you for joining us. Thank you. So glad to be here and to talk more about General Leia, like her being the general and not just the princess and a lady mm. of power. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, it's it's very interesting because this incarnation of the script that the audio drama is based on was written, obviously, before Carrie Fisher's passing. Mm -hmm. So the writing wasn't in any way shackled by how do we work around the absence of Carrie Fisher. Right. So her storyline becomes much more organic and they can just utilize her wherever they see fit. And so you get a, a much clearer picture of what we would have gotten, how, how she could have worked into the story if she was just allowed to be the character that they'd hoped that she would be in, in this final installment. And um, it's very poignant to listen to because you have that context of knowing that, yeah, we, we could never have realized this particular version on screen you know, because of her untimely death. But uh, it it's certainly nice that um, we can pay homage in a way by bringing in uh, obviously very capable talent such as yourself to oh, hey, uh, say that. Yeah. To, to, yeah, just do what we can to help realize that role that obviously, you know, is, is synonymous with Carrie Fisher. So yeah, Zach, what do you got? How do we want to, how do we want to jump in today? So first off, I just want to ask how you got involved in this production. It's actually, uh, it was, it was an emergency. Uh, I understand that Jamie might have had, um, a bit of trouble with his original Leia files. And I, and I digress. I don't know <laughs> who the original Leia was. She, who shall not be named. Um, I'm sure, I'm sure we can find that out, but that it was an 11th hour kind of, um, mm. Hail Mary, um, that Jamie was like, oh my goodness, I, I can't use these files. Can you help me out? And, and I run a, a podcast. That's actually how Jamie and I met. Uh, we met through our mental health advocacy that he has a podcast called show of strength. And I have a mental health podcast called, uh, stories like crazy. And so he knew I had a mic. He knew I love <laughs> star Wars. He knew I could just like put a towel in my closet and make like a sound booth. <laughs> sure. Um, so I just dove right in and because it was 11th hour, I feel like. I really would have liked a little bit more time to sit with Leia because there was so much more. Mm -hmm. It was really, I was, I was actually gobsmacked that she got the last line of the film. <gasps> spoiler. <laughs> it's okay. That, we'll, go back, we'll, go back we'll, and put spoiler. We'll, we'll, we'll let that one slide. Um, but yeah, <laughs> let's, let's, let's try and keep it just up to the point where the, the big battle breaks out at the end. Cause we're trying to not get ahead of. of oh the last no. Couple of and then you told me, you didn't tell me. Yes. No, no, that's on us. Yeah. We should have said that right, right out of the gate. Um, but no, that's, that's cool because that's, you know, you're not giving away too much. There. That's, yeah. that's totally cool. Is it spoilers <laughs> if it never happened? Um, well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, stuff 
like that. Like she had, she had more. Yeah. And, and it was a little bit heartbreaking to see that we could have had these golden nuggets, these, these moments. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately they, they, you know, I mean, we still got a pretty, I mean, this is up for debate and I don't know if this is the place for it, but we definitely got that film. Sure. <laughs> and they worked with, with it, with it, with a terrible circumstance and they still made a beautiful mm-hmm. film where she was, you know, like her pulling in the force was so cool to see on film. That's never happened before. Um, but yeah, I think, oh, I don't want to do the spoilery stuff, but like there's moments in sure. this other script that she has with mm-hmm. core characters that we didn't get in the film. Right. Right. And it felt more precious. No, that's good. Tease all you want. And okay. that's, you know, we, we, we want to talk about obviously the trajectory of the character. We just mm-hmm. want to be as careful as we can to not spoil anyone who's trying to stay pure. Um, but you're, you're absolutely right. Not only is she given just more prominence in the script in general, she is given these um, like closure moments mm-hmm. in a lot of ways with a lot of characters that, that there's just, there was no way for them to realize that in rise of Skywalker and you don't have to uh, tread lightly. Um, of course, everyone has their opinions about rise of Skywalker, but this is a uh, good natured upbeat podcast. We're not here to, you know, hate watch on anything. So uh, by, by all means uh, voice voice, whatever you have to say about anything uh, we're, we're totally good that way. What else you got Zach? Well, I mean, we have this huge thing. So Leia is obviously a beloved character for many Star Wars fans, if not 100% of the Star Wars fans. I mean, if you don't right? like Leia, then you're probably not <laughs> right. a fan of Star here? Wars. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> uh, like, we have this, obviously, and this was from the very beginning, as soon as we saw what happened with The Force Awakens being Han Solo's film, that the, that the trajectory was going to be Solo, Luke, then Leia was going to get her film. And we we obviously didn't get that due to this tragic circumstance. But mm-hmm. my my next question is, what does this character of Leia mean to you? Oh, the transition and like the growth, nay, the evolution of <laughs> princess and sex icon <laughs> moving into the senior role of being a general. Mm-hmm. And and again, I, this alternate universe script where you get to see more of her being a general being in that power role that I think we don't get as much in rise of Skywalker. Right. And the squabbling and the weirdness with Poe in the movie, I think Mm -hmm. really, I mean, it does work itself out differently in this alternative script. And to me, seeing her being really settled in that role of no boy, you will not talk to me like that. Right. (laughs) Like, she she knows who she is and i know that that's also a gift from carrie fisher mm-hmm. right that she has this weight to her of i know who i am and when i walk in that room i know everybody else knows who i am right, right? as carrie as general leia like they if if ever there was a synonymous character to their actual personality right like sure. maybe maybe carrie fisher cusses more <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um just how grand she was and how that arc of, you know, yelling at them like scruffy looking nerf herder and just being that like <laughs> sassy little 20 year old and stuff like that. And then seeing her poised and grace and the oh spoilers, my goodness, <laughs> this is worse than Doctor Who that like when she has these resonating moments with core characters, there is a history that they wrote for her and a history that you knew. Like when mm-hmm. I was reading it, I did that age old, what would Carrie do? And I know that it, I don't sound like her and I know I could never be her, but I definitely, I, I, I'm, I'm in my, my closet with the, with the towels and everything like that for the sound dampening. And I'm closing my eyes and I'm envisioning the scene 
with her talking to these people. And that's how I went there. I just sat there and just tried to play out the movie as best I could with the lines that were given Mm -hmm. because we did get to see general Leia. We just, Mm -hmm. we just never got to see enough of her. Right. Well put. Well put. Did you experience any type of emotions when you were kind of doing that? I mean, that seems like a very emotional type of setting where you are envisioning Carrie Fisher and general Leia actually delivering these lines. So this is where I'm going to tell you some things that are really (laughs) personal. Um, And I might start crying. Good times. So I actually recently went to uh, Galaxy Edge. Mm. And the reason I went to Galaxy Edge, other than being a hardcore nerd, is that my friend was, uh, she had stage four cancer Mm. and it was part of her bucket list. Okay. And she went through her, her round of chemo. And after she was done chemo, she wanted to do a victory lap at Disneyland. And everybody was like, you can't go to Disney without kids. And she's like, do you know who will go to Disney without kids? <laughs> Adriana will go to Disney without kids. And we had such a great time. We didn't know, sidebar, did you know that Disney has a wine and cheese festival yep. in Epcot? Because I didn't. <laughs> it blew my mind that as an adult, you can be drunk at Disney. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. That's half the fun. That was half the fun. <laughs> Let me tell you. But don't go on the rides. Um, so... <laughs> We went to Galaxy Edge and it had barely been open. We went in the first week of September and I think it opened like August 26th mm-hmm. and it was very fresh and all of the characters were just like, hi. <laughs> and sure. Like, they really weren't jaded excited. yet. They were still like really into their roles. Yes. 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 Not heat stroke too much yet. Yeah, yeah. And it was fascinating to see the Millennium Falcon and, and, and to do the smugglers run and like do all these really cool things. And where this story takes me is that, um, the last time that I had thought about Star Wars was going to Star Wars land, mm-hmm. Galaxy mm-hmm. Edge, with my friend. And she recently passed away mm-hmm. uh, because of her cancer. And the memory that I have of her and the only smiling picture that I have of her mm-hmm. um, at Disney, because she refused to get her picture taken, was her getting our lightsabers made at um, Savvy's Workshop. Mm-hmm. And it's just her beaming with just the, the beam of light from the lightsaber. Everything else is dark. And it's just her, like, just Cheshire cat grin. Hmm. And it's my favorite. And and that was the last time that I'd ever really paid attention to Star Wars until Jamie mentioned all of this. And he originally wanted me to play, like, lady to the left. Like, I think I was one of the smuggler people that's, sure. like, yelling at you an alien. Mm-hmm. That was fun. And then this Hail Mary comes around. So when I had to sit down and and think of Star Wars and think of Leia, I had to have a think for my friend Roberta, who had mm-hmm. passed. and. Not only am I emotional for the fact that it's like, wow, these are Leia's words that she never got to say, but that this is this is something I got to share a special moment with my friend who's passed away. And so it did resonate a big way in my chest. It did sure. it did hit it did hit more chambers of my heart than I thought mm-hmm. it was going to. So I, I I hope that comes across in a good way when I'm reading it, um, because it definitely resonated with me. Mm-hmm. Well, there's certainly something poetic of having your memories of of your close friend and and uh uh star wars kin um to draw on mm-hmm. to hopefully elevate your performance um even though nobody listening would have those insights i'm certain that uh there's more uh being offered because you had that to draw on and so I don't know, not to get too schmaltzy, but in, in a way it's almost like, you know, your, your friend has supported the project and, and put their stamp on, on this a little bit too. So, 
Um, you know, maybe there's, there's uh, a fond notion in there somewhere, but I'm not going to dig any deeper on, on that because that's just, <laughs> that's not my gear. Well, I'll have a little cry later. I <laughs> yeah, totally there, get it. Yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> well, that was extremely beautiful. Thank you for sharing that with us. Thank I mean, you. because it really does inform your practice. And a lot of people don't understand what it's like where you're bringing in all of these things and you're constantly dealing with things like grief, you're constantly engaging with those with those emotions to inform your practice. And like John said, a little piece of your friend was involved in this project because you did pull from there. And I've definitely seen this. I mean, we didn't know when we were listening to you the first time what it was that was informing your practice. But hearing that now is definitely going to hopefully make it more emotional when we listen to this kind of ultimate cut that we're going to get. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, before we get into uh, kind of your other credits that you have going on, um, I kind of wanted you to have the last word on your overall experience of portraying Leia and just what this character is. So any final words on your performance of Princess Leia? I think ultimately, especially as a child of the 80s and, and seeing the rise of the Leias and the She-Ras um, and the Tigaras and like, you know, like these strong females who are going to go for what they want. It was a gift to have Jamie call me out of the blue and be like, Hey, can you be princess Leia? Can you be general Leia? And that moment of like, who says no to that? Sure. Nobody says no to that. And like the Grinch, my heart grew three times in my <laughs> chest and it was a joy to portray her in any way. Like it's, it's, it's every geek fan person's dream to be able to play figurines as Leia, sure. to do her voiceover, uh, to do cosplay as her. <laughs> it's just, it's constantly a thank you to the talent that made Star Wars and continue to do so. Um, can we just shout out just how beautiful the Mandalorian is mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and how inspiring that is? Like the franchise itself, right? So to, to, to be able to have a slight geek cred, to be like, yeah, yeah. I played Leia. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that that just puts a feather in my nerd cap so mm -hmm. hard. Sure. Since you have thoroughly established your geek cred, <laughs> um, bef before we sign off, I just I, I I think it might be fun to know what was your first introduction to Star Wars. When when did you first experience it, and and did it have an impact on you, or did you just kind of get it through osmosis, like you know, so many kids? Do you have a story? Do you have a Star Wars story? So I have three younger brothers. Okay. And they loved Star Wars. Mm -hmm. But then my dad and I were Star Trek. Oh. Controversy. Yeah. Oh, a fractured household. It yeah. was. <laughs> and so for a lot of my, uh, like growing up as kids, um, I, I didn't really get into Star Wars until the, 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 the second trilogy that mm -hmm. is, again, very controversial for people who like it or not. Cool, cool, cool. But that my high school boyfriend was like, we are going to opening night. And I remember <laughs> lining up since like 7 p.m. to see the Midnight Madness show. And that's, I think, where I, I, I of my own accord, my own volition was, was watching Star Wars rather than my brothers being like, oh, can we just watch it again? And I also have to say, I preferred the cartoon Ewoks show to <laughs> any of the movies growing up. So I know that that's probably going to get me in hot water, but my God, they were cute. Um, <laughs> so osmosis until high school. Okay. And then now I think I'm more, I like it that they're all grown up. Is that mm -hmm. 
right? I'm really liking these last three with Ray and Kylo for sure, because I feel like these are my Star Wars years because I get the strife and the grief and the hard work that as a kid, I'm like, oh, pew, pew, pew. Like, like that's like fun and cutesy, but like Mm. now I get it. Okay. You're connecting at a different level at this point. Yeah. It's Star Wars. Like this is hard. And these are character studies, but also sci-fi hilarious fun, right? Yeah. I think (laughs) these are my Star Wars years. And I think that's why going to Disneyland as an adult, I suggest it to everyone. Tap into that. Tap into that fun that you now can be so appreciative as an adult. Very good. Well, that sage advice for for all uh, um, people that should have aged out of Star Wars long ago, but they're still kids at heart. Uh, yes. Don't 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 lose that. Keep keep a little piece of that, and uh, yeah, pull pull it out, dust it off, and and uh, go to Star Wars Land every now and again and have a ball. Yeah. Um, I can I can consider that a, a solid takeaway for for yeah. this podcast, but. We would be remiss if we didn't talk a little bit about what else you do and what you have going on so we can uh, send people your way to check out your stuff. Very kind. Well, I mentioned that Jamie and I met through mental health advocacy. So it'd be really cool if uh, people wanted to listen to stories like crazy. Uh, We are reclaiming the word crazy with true stories of mental illness. And it's dealing with struggling with managing mental illness with true life stories. Uh, and, uh, you can find us on YouTube and Facebook and SoundCloud. And, uh, also, uh, thanks to COVID, uh, the pandemic project, as it were, um, everything stopped in the theater world for me. Uh, so I helped found, uh, a, I, I helped co-found this really great project, this really great company called Ghostlight, and it's ghostlight.ca where, uh, if you know the story of theaters that when you turn off all the lights and everybody goes home from rehearsal or from the show, you leave one light on. And that's called the ghost light. And it's supposed to keep so keep it so that the, the ghosts don't bump into you when you first walk into the theater or they don't bump into each other. And so we've done that in a way that because the theaters are all closed due to the pandemic, that we're leaving this light on, but a digital light. And so we've moved everything online to online workshops and mentoring and programs. And we're starting to do digital storytelling, like digital theater. And what does that even mean? So we're actually experimenting in in real time online. So that'd be, that'd be cool if you wanted to check that out. Okay. Um, so ghostlight.ca for anyone who wants to. Yes, check it please. Out. Well, thank you so, so much for joining us. It was such a, such a great conversation that we had. There were some emotions that were had in this episode. <laughs> um, so much fun. So thank you so much. Thank yeah. you for having me. You dug deep. We appreciate that. Yeah. Everybody go have a cookie. Self-care. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, until we meet back with our heroes in the next installment of Duel of the Fates, this is Zach Logan signing off from the Resistance.